Hello and welcome to Taskmaster, the podcast. Nope, that is not the name of my show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Taskmaster Down Under, the podcast. I'm your host, Casey, and this is an unofficial podcast. <laughs> uh, this week we're covering episode seven of Taskmaster Australia, another brilliant episode. I'm so excited. We also got the good news that series 15 is uh, coming in What's that, less than two weeks now? UK Series 15? I am so freaking pumped. We're about to have Taskmaster all the time. Uh, And it's just making me so happy. Uh, So this episode, I was joined by a guest, Bethany, who's a huge Taskmaster fan, and was just here to chat with us about Episode 7. So I guess we're just going to get into it. And if you want to play a little game, count how many times I say the word butthole. If it's more than five... We're all losers. <laughs> I don't think there's a winner in that situation. <laughs> I genuinely haven't counted how many times I said butthole or asshole or bumhole or any of the above or bum. I don't know. I'm saying five, but anyway, uh, enjoy the episode and I'll chat to you briefly at the end. Bye. Welcome to the Taskmaster Down Under podcast, Bethany. It's lovely to have you. Thank you for having me, Casey. Very You're excited very- to be here. It's so exciting and I appreciate that. I mean, this is the most unprofessional I've ever looked in a podcast because at the moment I'm in pajamas. I've just woken up. <laughs> so you're here for a special event. <laughs> well, we're opposite sides of the world, so it's a very comfortable time of the evening for me. Yeah. Yeah, we worked out it's about 11 hours time difference between me and yeah. the UK, roughly. Yeah, I learned that the hard way because of Alex's uh, ask me anything that he did. I got up an hour too early for it both times. <laughs> disaster <laughs> it was a disaster for me uh so what what brought you to taskmaster where was your starting point with the show well i had a very weird starting point mm. uh i think for a british person particularly it was via the norwegian show oh. um and i got into that because i was friends with a swedish person because of barbershop singing so it's a very oh. strange roundabout route yeah uh, he introduced me to the ulvis brothers because we were passing Stonehenge and he played me the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I watched everything by them. And it was, I think, November 2019. And we had the show, but we didn't have the subtitles. So while I waited for the subtitles to come out, I thought, oh, I'll watch this British version that apparently it was based on. <laughs> Having somehow missed it up to that point and not yeah. been watching much Britcom those few years, um, watched the British one and, you know, there you are. <laughs> yeah, suddenly you're just in it. You're in it. And yeah, but having watched the Norwegian first, I think is unusual for um, English speaking people. I mean, it's probably unusual for my podcast because so far I've not remembered the name of any of the other ones, but I have actually watched. How do you pronounce it? I say, I say, oh, I wouldn't want to be authoritative. I said Kong and Befala, but I'm not sure. I'm just reading it out like it looks. No, no, no. That's completely oh. fair because I think even people who know me in my real like personal life here I'm terrible with pronunciation and I have the most bogan way of saying things as an Aussie and so I've been going like conk and baffler <laughs> oh gosh well I've picked a very basic Norwegian from watching these things like I know what, when they're saying welcome back and things I can recognize yeah. that it's very selective vocabulary yeah no I appreciate that I'm not saying it the right way I just wish I remembered all the right ways of saying all of them but that's fine and that is a great series to watch too like I'm on only on series three of that version but it's so freaking wild 
They're really good. I mean, there were a lot of tasks that we would know about. And I wondered about conflict of interest because those brothers who took it over, it was their production company, if I understand it, but they were contestants. So I'm thinking, well, how much of it did they watch? And now, of course, Bord, uh, who was a contestant, is the taskmaster, the new taskmaster. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that's happened before. That's a heck of a promotion. Yeah. Yeah, there was so much going on. The thing I noticed about it, though, was that, like, it's funny watching the New Zealand one is where I normally go when I go, God, this is crazy. They're like, there's no rules. And then I watch that and I'm like, there's fire spinning around on things. Like, and I'm going, oh, never mind. This is where the rules are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sledgehammers, things flying around, crazy. Yeah. Like, no yeah, blinking. No, they're just like on the road doing stuff. And I'm going, like, there's yeah. no cars. Like, what? Like, just oh, I don't nothing. know. It was them and their friends. So they just endangered themselves and their friends, I guess. That's up to them. That's a good point. They've just they're just endangering themselves and their friends, so it's fine. <laughs> so, what <laughs> series did you start with with the UK one? Did you end up starting with uh, series one? No, I didn't start with series one. I'm trying to remember. I think it would have been either five or nine because okay. those had a lot of people that I recognised, and it might five have been nine. <laughs> yeah, because uh, nine at the time was the most recent. So I might have started there, thinking, "Well, it'll bring me up to date." Yeah, five and nine would have been among the earliest ones that I watched, I think. And I, I think I darted around a bit um, such that my sort of senior mentor, Sasha, if you know Sasha from the community, said, look, you've just got to watch the series in order. Just start from the beginning now. It's not going to make sense otherwise. I yeah. think I jumped around a bit in the early days. Yeah, I jumped around too. And I don't, I don't think it made any difference, to be honest. I know it doesn't make an awful lot of sense. No, you can watch it in whatever order and it just, it's all, it doesn't matter. I mean, you do notice as the series go on, like if you go back and rewatch it all, I feel like you get some of the like subtle references and things that you don't get initially. But in saying that, if you watch it enough, you get around to it anyway and just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people now who see it originally on YouTube are getting a very different way in. They're getting, they see isolated edited tasks and then when they yeah. see the whole episode it, it makes it has some more kind of trajectory anyway than it has yeah in bits and bars. yeah so how have you been finding the difference between the UK or I suppose Norwegian one as well and then Taskmaster down under Australia well I have watched the New Zealand ones as well so there's all those to keep in play um <laughs> I think it's great I really enjoying the, the Australian series um you know I watched the first episode and you have some trepidation because we all know about the US version <laughs> I mean but instantly you can tell we're in safe hands big Tom knows what he's doing you sort of trust his judgment um little Tom is sweet and he's on top of things the contestants are funny <laughs> after episode one I just thought oh this is fine and I just feel really grateful for a start that there's more taskmasters and all yeah. that creativity that's going on with those guys but also that um the australians are kind enough to let us watch it by hook or by crook and for you to want to talk to me about it to you really it's yours but uh, we're all so excited about it yeah i think i think anything to do with taskmaster though we just go it's it's the world it's the world game show yeah. <laughs> like we're all yes, yes. we're all there uh, it's absolute domination from alex to be honest yeah, God, yeah. how's it going next? We just found out there's six more series of UK uh, scheduled. That's really brilliant because, you know, you always wonder what's going to happen. As oh. well as a children's show and uh, series 15 about to start, actually overlapping with the Australian broadcast. Yes. Yep, we've got two, two, two weeks of overlap, which is yeah. a lot. But I'm not, just to make it clear to everyone, I will not be covering the UK one. 
I'm so excited about six more series announcements. That made my day. That was so good Absolutely. to hear. Yeah. Um, who's your favourite contestant in Taskmaster <gasps> history? Oh, oh, in Taskmaster history? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah. I like putting people well, on the spot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I quite appreciate the people who really try yeah. and do well. I was, uh, I'm tempted to say Richard Herring. I know it's not everybody. Yeah. Uh, has him as their favourite, but there'd been such a drama leading up to whether he was going to be on it ever or not. You know, mm-hmm. there was so much tension. Mm-hmm. And Series 10, although it has a peculiar quality, really, it was the first one I watched go out live week by week. Okay. And um, Rich did weekly Twitch stream commentaries as well, where you could he would talk us through the behind the scenes. That was great. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really nice at the time. So I'd have to watch it twice because it was kind of confusing. But... Yes. Um, <laughs> Just so glad to have Series 10, you know, going into lockdown. Alex also kept the Horn Section podcast going mm-hmm. on the spur of the moment and mm-hmm. managed to film Series 10 of Taskmaster somehow. And I think that just here kept our spirits up. And, you know, when all the theatre shows were being cancelled, everything was being cancelled. Mm-hmm. We are worried about the creative arts and comedy and everything. You know, he just really moved heaven and earth to keep things going. So I've got a special fondness for Series 10 for that reason. Yeah, I mean, Series 10 was where I started, so I've got oh. a fondness for it as well. It's slightly different. I I really watched it late, though. So I was we were at the end of lockdowns pretty much here when I started at all. But Series 10 was, I still thought it was brilliant. And I think I spoke last week with um, Mike that even with all the changes, I didn't know any different. So to me, if I started at that point, I just went, Hi. like, to even start with, I didn't even notice that they were spaced out. Like, <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Because that was so new to me. And I wasn't yeah. following it on anything. I had never heard of it. Like it just seemed like that's how the game show worked. Yeah, why not? Use the space. And then when they all started sitting close together again and they were all cosied up, it looked really odd. Yeah, well, Even I, I do appreciate it. it though when they're all, you know, able to interact more. That's what I like. I like the interaction between them all. Yeah, that is a very special part of it. I think my other, some of my other, to think about your question a bit further, my other favourites include ones that did well and ones that didn't, but who approached it in a sort of nerdy way. And I think those are my avatars in the game. I'd <laughs> like to think of Ed Gamble, but I probably would be Victoria Corrin Mitchell. You know, if yes. I had to do the show, I'm going to just get in some tizzy about some concept or other yeah. and overlook what's absolutely practical. So I do feel rapport with some of the losers as well as some of the winners. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I think I, I'm also very, I I don't want to do too well. Like I know I've got limits, but I'm very competitive. So I'd be a bit of that Ed Gamble going insane, arguing thing, and then having to just go, hang on, you're it's just a game show. Just relax, Casey. <laughs> like, just, yeah. you know, don't, don't scream about a duck for two and a half hours and cry. Like just, it'll be fine. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I've got, I think everyone loves so many different people and it's funny, no matter who you talk to about Taskmaster, it's either, oh, we like this series but we didn't like this one and then you've got someone the complete opposite and I like that it caters to everyone. Really, as long as it's Taskmaster, I'm good with it because it's Alex and Greg, you know, and they're the staple and it all spins out of Alex's peculiar mind and so, you know, it just works. There's no bad Taskmaster. I think that's why it's so popular. Like every time you hear that people want to be on it and there's a list, you go like, yeah, I can understand. I mean, I'm, I've put my name up. I <laughs> don't know how, but my name's up. <laughs> yeah, why not? Should we apply for the children's one? We might sneak in. Oh, God, I think that would be worse, to be honest. 
Yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to do that. No. I don't really, I don't really want to be a contestant. If I'm honest, if I imagine myself in Taskmaster, I imagine myself judging. I imagine myself being the Taskmaster, and that's a terrible thing really? to admit. Maybe. So <laughs> does every, I was surprised everybody doesn't. I think a lot about the scoring and what's fair and and you know criteria. But I used to, I used to be in education, and that's probably where that comes from. Is you know trying to think about assessment. <laughs> yeah no okay and I don't want you as my taskmaster because <laughs> because you're gonna take it you're gonna do the rules too well and I'm gonna be like no 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 hang on it was meant to be no, fun try to be funny I wouldn't hire me no I probably would I don't think I take it in the right direction anyway Greg said there's only one way out for him and uh, I don't want to fight him so that's that no, no, and it is death. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into task, uh, prize task for episode, what are we up to, seven? Yeah, seven. Uh, so the episode title is The Energy of a Sickly Child and the prize task was Most Surprising Thing to Bring to a Barbecue. So obviously Jimmy went first and he's bringing a barbecue. Yes. Yeah, I thought that well, was great. Okay, yeah, it was. It would be a surprise, wouldn't it? Yeah, I didn't think it was the most creative. I guess it was also barbecue relevant. Some of them were very surprising items, but not necessarily pertinent to a barbecue. But I did wonder whether once the barbecue was there, anybody would question it. Because if you're at a barbecue and you see some barbecues, you're just like, yeah, it's not going to surprise anyone on the same level as some of the costume items are going to continually surprise people. That's a good point. The way I envisioned it, and again, this is how Taskmaster works. Everyone's going to see it differently. But the way I envisioned it is that you're last at the barbecue and you walk in with the barbecue and you're right, you've belittled the person who's doing the barbecue by bringing your own. <laughs> yeah, he made a really good case for it. And I think that's what he got the five marks for, that um, Big Tom could really see how that would be taken by the barbecue host. But I think yeah. the the barbecue host is the one who'd be the most surprised. The others might not. They might just have assumed you'd been asked to bring a spare barbecue. So <laughs> I, for me, that wasn't a five-pointer, but I also think uh, Tom marked it in a um, sincere way. I don't doubt. I think his marking was fair. It just isn't what I would have thought. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it's so hard to carry a barbecue around, though. I don't... <laughs> I mean, I'm imagining That's a proper big one. But anyway, I thought it, at first I wasn't like, oh, this is a great prize. But then the more I thought about it over the last day, I was like, actually, I'm kind of happy with it. It just, it would be surprising if I invited everyone around and someone showed up with their own barbecue. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What are you but- doing? Yeah. And that is my most controversial, probably, uh, judgment of the evening that we start off with that. I'm not going to disagree with every single <laughs> mark. That well, that's pretty good then. <laughs> I think Nina was next and she just went straight in with a plate of hair, which was hilarious after last week's. Yes. So strange what Nina's brought in, Uh, especially like I think the first prize that was brought in was Nina brought in a cigarette end and it was just so disgusting. (laughs) It was meant to be the most beautiful thing. And I just thought, what is going on here? Didn't didn't Big Tom say in episode three, the prizes have been a bit shithouse? And I think that was, uh, he had to give her... I can't remember if it was one point or what, but I think I'd have given minus points for that. Um, I don't know if she's on some weird contemporary art vibe. I find her very, and she's very interesting, and I'm sort of frustrated for her when she does weird stuff like that, but it it is entertaining. It's very on brand, though. Nina's, so Nina got four points for a plate of hair, which, again, I think it makes sense because I would be surprised. Oh, yeah. And I think, yes, the plate makes it relevant, doesn't it? It'd be like, this is what I've brought for the contribution. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly right. I haven't brought the salad or <laughs> whatever it is. I've brought a plate of hair. Thank you. Although with the way she's that. been going, maybe I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> uh, Julia was that. pretty much route one. I mean, not really, but she brought in a chocolate taskmaster envelope. Oh. And I was like, oh. poor Julia. I feel like she went some effort and she did something um creative but maybe again not that pertinent she did say it was intended to suck up maybe she just shoehorned it into this round because it was a food related round or something yeah potentially most surprising thing and I was like again I just that it's really hard to judge things when you could probably bring anything that's unrelated to a barbecue and go well that would be surprising wouldn't it look I've brought this painting with me like it doesn't really matter what it is yeah yeah, I just went oh cool but I wouldn't I don't know she I mean it's not like she scored overly highly for it she got one point (laughs) got one point and it's nice um I suppose like barbecues and chocolate are at least nice prizes that you want to win more than hair yeah it's a good prize that you want we've started forgetting again I think this was discussed earlier in my podcast but we started forgetting about the fact that someone gets to win these (laughs) yeah so it's less about the prize itself and more about fulfilling the, I guess, the task as opposed to something someone would want to win, which I suppose brings us to, I mean, Luke and Danielle, their energy lately is just hilarious. So Danielle brought in like a fetish suit. I don't even know what it was, to be honest. They didn't actually say at the start what it was meant to be. Mm. You and feel like, like some discussion was cut out, arguably. I don't know if it would have been broadcastable if she'd fully gone into detail. But I felt like problem. Danielle's prize task have been the only, she's been the only one who's really put the effort in consistently to the prize task this series. Yeah, she's put a lot of effort in. I mean, she didn't. She only got the three points for this, but I mean, it was surprising. But as Tom said, we don't kink shame. But I think yeah. it would be more surprising if she's if, if she's just bringing in a bag, you wouldn't know. But if someone showed up wearing it. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't get past it, could you? You'd be talking about it for years. Oh, yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd, although Tom did make it sound like it would just be a normal Saturday afternoon for her and her family. Which I just went, oh, my They've God. They've Danielle, haven't they? Because when I first saw her in the lineup, you think you've got the measure of her. She looks like a Disney princess in all this pink flouncy clothes and you think, maybe she's going to just have a very simple view of life. But actually, she's incredibly shrewd and she's done really well. Yeah. So they've obviously worked out there is this edgy side to her that yeah. is starting to come out in this episode. She's such a good contestant. And then Luke brought in a mask in the shape of a butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he said it doesn't look too dissimilar to your face already. It was just such a burn because once oh. he says it, you can see it. I unfortunately there was a point where I went oh yeah and then and then uh, Luke mentioned the fact it doesn't have a nose and I went oh actually yeah 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 that's fair fair two points I've said I I roared with laughter and I thought it was a super funny round and this whole episode I thought Tom Gleason was absolutely on a roll with the comebacks yeah Tom's really loosened up in the last few episodes like with what he's he's willing to say and have that little bit of banter with the contestants without worrying too much about the repercussions I think which yeah. is nice to see because I don't mind it when like Greg goes hard on someone and then there's a big laughing about it because I I mean I'd cry if anyone said anything to me but I like it speaking to other people sure yes we're out of the firing line but he knew that was a good joke and he knew it had to be said and he just went with it and I thought it was mean but fair yeah well 
Oh, I was going to skip to the end. It doesn't matter. Jimmy still owns the mask. So he did keep that price task. But as far as I know, he's not wearing it. So that's... Well, we'll never know, will we? No, we don't know what happens. But that was the price task. So Luke ended up with uh, two points for that. So I think overall I was okay with the scoring. Um, But who would you have been putting in first if not Jimmy? Well... Uh, I might. I mean, if we were to bump Jimmy down to the bottom and just put everybody else up one mark. Oh, yeah. Nina would have won? Yeah. Well, Nina would have won, but there's also a case for Danielle winning. But I wonder if he's trying not to give her five marks every week. I'm not sure if he's sort of thinking like that or not. Greg's always said he doesn't think like that. But just the last few series, you start to wonder if they're trying to make a different person win each time. But yeah. just maybe without even being aware of it, he might try to mix it up. So either, either I don't know. Hair is hair is is quite surprising. Yes, yeah. that I just can't get past the gimp suit. So uh, <laughs> one of those, one of those, I think it's one of those. Well, actually, Alex did the Taskmaster podcast not that long ago, and he did say in it, which I I loved that they're definitely not trying to change the scores to have anyone win or lose. And he said the problem is that even if he's tried to give Greg instructions on, hey, maybe this person's done this so you need to, like, look into it, he said Greg either forgets or he does the opposite to annoy Alex. Yeah, Alex has always said that. And when people say it in discussion groups or whatever, I've always stringently stuck up for them being honest in their marking and not trying to pull the strings mm-hmm. but there has been this thing of oh, oh let everybody win one episode which you feel you know that he was so urging Judy Love to do her best because she could have won and you felt like they they'd had their eye on that episode as one she could have won and she yeah. didn't win and they were exasperated maybe that's just on some human level there were some I can't I don't want to pick out examples but there were some odd marks in the last few UK series that did make me wonder yeah, but see, then then I I listen to Greg doing anything and I just think I just think he just does what he wants. And not in a bad yeah. way, but I don't know that he really is noticing that much of it. Or he might be going like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. That's fine. Yeah. And then with the Judy Love one, like obviously we there was a point where they were rooting for her to win. And they do have the ability to line up good tasks, but it doesn't guarantee anything ever. So I think it's hard to make an argument that they're making people win on purpose when they can't it might just be that greg thinks someone smells nice that day and he's just unconsciously biased towards them and that's how it pans out it could be any number of factors maybe there you go yeah but i, I did laugh when alex said that you just can't make greg score anything because he forgets yeah. <laughs> i was like oh my yeah God. i choose to believe alex if alex promises that that's not happening i'm gonna have to believe that it's not happening yeah, I believe him. I believe you, Alex. So task one. Task one was a team task. It was make a dream come true. Best dream wins. You have 30 minutes. Your time starts now. I mean, another just, they, they're just they're in their own worlds here, I thought. So Danielle and Julia did, I mean, the conversation with Tom, I got so lost in this. I watched it twice. So Tom had a dream as a child to be able to have, to become a fly so he could fly around to visit his friends' houses and get in on the goss. (laughs) Well, I assumed it was like a drone, a fly that could somehow um, beam, I don't know, now you mention it, I don't know if he was the fly or he just could see through the fly. I felt like he was the fly in his dream, but they didn't make that dream come true. (laughs) They made the dream come true where he could watch the fly. Yeah. What he wanted was to spy on his 
friend's conversations, which made me think it was less creepy than a little bit sad that were his friends leaving him out of their social activities. Um, but got with scribbling and kissing the iPad instead. Yeah, I mean, it was something to watch. So, so they ended up having Julia asleep on the table drooling, bra off, obviously, for Julia. That's yeah. just what we've come to know. And then Danielle kissing an image of Tom uh, while this fly went around watching them and Tom watched it on his iPad. It was, <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a dream come true or not, to be honest. <laughs> well, he seemed to enjoy it and I, I appreciated his sort of evil cackling while he was looking at the screen. <laughs> Whether there was any actual need to take her bra off, I'm not convinced. But I was amused by Tom playing innocent and looking up at the ceiling. It made me think of, you know, Alex, when Rose Matafeo takes her bra off and he just yep. has to stand there and try and look cool. Yeah. Um, or any yep. number of occasions with Paul Williams looking really awkward when stuff happens. Yeah, and Paul's wasn't even people's bras. I mean, people get naked with those. Um, but, but I agree. And for anyone who hasn't watched the Taskmaster outtakes, get on YouTube and watch them because Rose did take off her bra in one of the um, live tasks, just FYI, everyone. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny. But, yeah, so they ended up doing not too bad. They scored four points for it. But, and this is unprecedented, I think, so it has to come up. They got a minus one for not doing the Macarena. Well, yeah, it's a big issue, isn't it? Because first of all, he marked them five and four, which is generous marking, but I quite like how Tom, it will do the marking very properly, but he will also tailor it to the task attempts when necessary. Like when they spelt out the letters with their bodies, he gave mm -hmm. them two and one because it just wasn't very good. Yeah. And here he gave five and four. And it, in the end, it's come down to five and three, which is completely normal. But <laughs> I think you were talking, was it last week or the week before, about Bean's points, the mm -hmm. way um, Josh got an extra point. And I looked it up and actually there were three people on 93 at the end of the series. Mm -hmm. um, but Josh got 94 because he got a beans point. Yep. And if Danielle now were to lose because she lost basically a, a Macarena point, you know, I think it will be quite controversial. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing we've never seen, though, is having a point taken off for not doing a bonus oh. task. No, I think you're right. As far as I know, I couldn't think of any, in the series I've seen at least, I couldn't think of any comparable instance. I did think he was going to take all their marks. I thought he was going to avoid their marks for the round and then I would have been sorry for them. I think taking oh, yeah. off just one mark, fair enough, okay. It might make a difference, but one mark, okay. Yeah, but the fact that, I mean, I'm, I'm still in shock about it because with the whole bonus tasks, I mean, and I'm looking, say, let's say Mark Watson, for example, because that comes to mind with the cheeky text. Yes. The whole thing is that was a bonus task. You're getting no points for it. You did it all for nothing. It's yeah. not well, you've now messed up your whole scoring because of the bonus task. Yeah. So the fact that he took off a point from them for a bonus task that wasn't anything to do with that specific task, that just blows my mind. If they yeah, had it's a task, I would have gone, yeah, sure, take off a point or take off four or whatever, but it's unrelated in a way. It's very interesting. I'm interested to see how it pans out. If it makes a difference, It'll be more of a big deal than if if it didn't. I really hope they're going to do the Macarena every other time they should. I hope he's not going to take any more marks off. Well, that really will be tragic. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they've forgotten and we don't know what point that was filmed, <laughs> that is a worry. But also, I feel like we've had a lot of team tasks already. And I don't know that we'll have that many more. Maybe one? Maybe one, yeah. Oh, well, gosh. I really hope they do remember. Fingers crossed for them.
Yeah, I mean, I think Julia and Danielle are pretty neck and neck in the total scoring anyway, so at least they lost the one point together. Yeah, good point. Yeah, That's and then yeah. we had the uh, the bad improv group, as Tom likes to call them. Yeah. So they did. Um, they decided they were going to make Tom's dreams come true without asking him what his dream was by saying, "Dear Tom, we know you're very sad. You don't get to do any of the tasks." Become the taskmaster, you have five minutes. That was his first task, and then they changed it to three minutes. So his tasks were become task the taskmaster, put the object in the bucket from the giraffe, and make your parents proud. Yeah. I thought they did an okay job. It was fine. They did some prep, like the little drama um, where they said as the taskmaster, and then she was like, no, no, the taskmaster's assistant. Yeah. That was clearly planned and yeah. um, just to inject a note of peril. <laughs> I don't know whether Tom's seen, you know, he, he has that expression on his face where his eyes just stare a thousand metres into the distance through everything. He always yeah. looks sort of mildly alarmed but amiable and that's yeah. how he looks. I don't know if he was disturbed or just, you know, usual situation. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's his face. <laughs> I think that is just always his face. Um, I thought he did okay on the tasks. I'm not sure objectively one would have given him five, still less six. He did, you know, it's interesting seeing a, an assistant actually compete. Alex has done some tasks like the find the aubergine or get the ball in the goal. And it's really interesting to see what he's like. Uh, yeah. It's interesting to see Tom have a go. And I thought Tom Tom came in at a fairly three-point level. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't think he overly achieved that well. I mean, <laughs> become the taskmaster. He didn't really know what to say. Um, and then, I mean, we're picking on Tom, but it wasn't actually his task. But it was, it was, you know, there was duck sabotage. The parents weren't proud. But the whole thing was that he got six points, which did make him happy. Was it a dream come true? I don't know. But getting an unprecedented amount of points maybe did help. Yeah, they played it well enough to get the points for themselves that they needed. Yeah, but I think this. Um, I'm really happy to be talking about this episode. So I think it's the episode that um, little Tom comes into his own. That so far I thought he seems very cute and very sweet and you know very capable. But who is he really? Can we dig in? You know they haven't really pushed him, and this is the week when they've really started to you know push him and challenge him, and um, he started properly sucking up to the taskmaster. We haven't seen a lot of that kind of relationship between them coming out until this week but now we do um you know he said that sweet thing about it, working with you as a dream come true and I thought <laughs> yeah. does he seem like he's quite committed to it he's saying it like he knows he knows that's what an assistant would say but also the sort of the maybe the underlying uh if you had to explain it the underlying law is something like he's scared he's going to lose his job we don't get the impression he really loves him like Alex loves Greg it's no. more this this sort of tension about please please don't sack me yeah um it's a different kind of taskmaster love but i again i don't think i've ever seen that replicated between greg and alex in any no. other series but his little this is a dream come true he didn't commit you're right it was a little bit of like a oh i can't believe i've just said that oh, yeah. okay. maybe talk- he'll get into it maybe he'll like get into it maybe this is just the first sort of little confession of his fluttering heart and because he did follow it up with if you think that someone else is kissing the taskmaster in my dream you're crazy it took everyone a moment to work out who what and what you he was saying? Who you know? Who was he connecting with? Who? Because I always yeah. thought he's got a soft spot for Danielle, obviously. As oh, we they obviously. I think it was that two and a half, or whatever, two hours they spent. Yeah, <laughs> one of the tasks Bonding. that really, yeah. that really bonded them. 
Because, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you only have to watch, I, I mean, that this is the next one, but in the next one with them in the ute, I'm like, it, would, it was awkward, but it was funny. Like, Oh, I thought it was adorable. They're so cute together. It's so funny. So maybe we should, oh, maybe I'll move it on to that one then. So hang on, first of all, let me give out the points. Yeah. So we had the team of three, the bad improv group. They got uh, the five points and then the team of two got four minus one, so three points each. Uh, and also this is where we got the Tom does have the energy of the sickly child from Nina, which is the title of the episode. He did so, look indignant, didn't he? I think if you called Paul Williams a sickly child, he'd completely accept it or Alex would just enjoy the abuse. But Tom sort of scowled and looked really um, put out. I think Tom has got a little bit more of a spine than some of them. He didn't He didn't really like that. No. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say that bit. I liked how she said it with such conviction, though. I think you have to have yeah. a little bit of banter with the assistant. So task yeah. two was do the most incredible once-in-a-lifetime thing. You must never have done it before and you must never do it again. You have 30 minutes. Your time starts now. I mean, well, let's just go straight to Danielle. So Danielle's once-in-a-lifetime thing was that she wanted to take a bubble bath in the back of a ute and she did it with Tom. She did. I thought it was well accomplished technically. I don't know how they made it waterproof and, you know, got them in there and set it all up. They obviously knew what they were doing. Maybe mm-hmm. this wasn't their first bath in a ute that they'd ever organised or comparable event. Yeah. But, yeah, I just thought that you – did you notice, like, when he talks to her, his voice changes, he, it gets, like, softer and talks to her in a really gentle way. Yeah, I, I mean, he's going to have think to. He, yeah. <laughs> well, Yeah. And he just let her spray him. He didn't try. There was no sort of fight or he didn't get a go on the gun. You know, I think um, we're seeing him in this task um, allow himself to have stuff done to him, which is a step forward for his identity as a taskmaster's assistant. You have yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's it's probably the first. The funny thing is that Daniel just looks like she was having the most fun, though. Like, she just looked like she was sitting there going, this is a dream come true for me. And I went, yeah, yeah. it's so weird to watch because I felt like Tom was just in the corner getting, like, sprayed. It was so awkward. But that's what that, I think that's what he's taken as his role to be. He's okay to be as awkward as he needs to be and yeah. not retaliate type thing. Whereas yeah. Danielle just loved it, that's all. Yeah, I think she loved it. I think um, she could have submitted it as her dream come true for the last round as well, probably, had she known about it. That's a good point. I did question question Tom's commitment in a previous task um, when he didn't eat the popcorn. Do you remember that? Because the gross popcorn that had been put toilet water and stuff, and he just refused. And I thought Alex would have found a way to eat that popcorn, even if oh. he'd had to run it under the tap. Because otherwise, if you go back to the studio, Greg's going to want words about that. If you have refused to do your duty as an assistant, <laughs> I, I thought that was you know, didn't show enough commitment. But in this round, he's definitely, um, yes, he's been through a lot so we have to respect now what he's done yeah I think series two is in planning so I think by the time we get to series two I think we'll notice that now that Australian comedians will know the format they may research the UK one because like I said I don't know that many people that watch it maybe it's different if you're a comic but it'd be funny if they then go right we can pick on this guy (laughs) but I think um, Tom's got a bit more in him I think we can push Tom a little bit more yeah we can push Tom a little bit more we had Danielle got four points for that because she was just having the time of her life. And then we had Nina who like just tried to make a Rube Goldberg machine doing a domino effect using different equipment and it was so sad. 
Oh, dear. I actually said out loud, come on, Nina, make Alex proud, because Alex has done a whole show about these. And, you know, he's done a domino task and a marble run task. And yeah. I just really wanted it to go well. But no, did she not test it? I guess she ran out of time. She's just too optimistic. Yeah, it looks like she ran out of time, but she's so full of energy and she smiles through it all. And it's like she's just she's just enjoying being there, which makes me so happy, even though she's yeah. so awful at it. She's just yeah. got this infectious joy where she's like, this is fun. I'm loving it. I've done so well. Yeah, just to love to be able to bottle a bit of that self-belief because they talk about, well, we'll come to it later, whether she believes in herself, but she really seems like she does, even if it's not for the right reasons. Yeah, she do- yeah, she well, she talked about having the low self-esteem, which, look, you can see she loses confidence in nearly all of her tasks, but that initial, like, I'm going to do this, I love that, and I wish I had more of it in my life. I might take it on board. Yep, just got to believe in what you're doing. Exactly <laughs> Even if right. people laugh at you later. Which, <laughs> there was yeah, some great banter afterwards. Um, when Tom saw it, he just, there was just silence. And then he went, who's next? Yeah. Uh, that's a very cutting way to respond to someone's efforts. And that whole banter about how old he was because he knew Rube Goldberg and just that just means I've got a house and you haven't. Just classic banter. And that literally cut deep here in Australia where none of us millennials can afford to own a home. We were like, okay, well, that's rude and you are probably rich. (laughs) Yeah, wow. I'm hurt because I'm middle-aged and I can't afford a house either. So Tom's insulted everyone. (laughs) Yeah, nice work. Yeah. Uh, Then we had Julia immediately says wet T-shirt, which I went, yeah, I mean, again, on brand, but she didn't do it. No, no. Is she some kind of gross out comedian? Because she's so like, she always goes for this sort of vulgar or physical element. I don't, I, I've only really seen her host TV stuff or in TV shows where she's playing a character. So not really, but she, I suppose she's so unafraid of it. She's She's been in the industry a long time that I think she just goes for what she would see as the obvious, the obvious rude joke. I mean, it Fair did get a laugh. But, I mean, she didn't do it. She didn't. <laughs> no. But we had some nice Aussieisms here. I know you like to have a weekly vocab British Aussie uh, mm-hmm. reaction if you've got a British person on. I didn't know what a ute was, and I had to look it up. It does make sense. Wait, what? <laughs> no, well, uh, yeah, they said it was short for utility truck. I guess we'd say a pickup truck. But they're quite specialist equipment here. Like, they implied all their dads have them. Um, but we Hang don't on. have one if we were... I'm sorry. I've never been more confused about anything <laughs> between countries. You don't. I'm sorry. Have... <laughs> well, we have those things, but I, I, yeah. I'd have to think what it was even called. I want to say a pickup truck, but you see, you'd have one if you're a builder or you had something else specific you needed transporting. I was confused why they all said, "Oh, my dad had one, and I've got one, and my dad had one." It's I not mean, super common. I would say every second house in Australia has a unit. <laughs> Do you just use them to carry stuff about? Yeah. I mean, I suppose a lot of it comes from farming background and stuff as well, though. So they've always yeah. got use for the dogs and the hay. And <laughs> I've made that sound so pathetic. The dogs and the hay have to go on the back of the year. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, my my parents had utes growing up. My grandparents have had utes growing up. It's just I didn't even think to question that bit. That's funny. Yeah, I know. It looks very useful. I actually now want a ute, but there'd be nowhere to park it in the city. So. But I also, there was then doughies, which even Tom didn't know what a doughie was. And she said, fang the car in a circle. And I thought, I didn't think anything of that till I thought, do what? 
(laughs) It makes sense. You know what she's saying, but actually we wouldn't have fang either. So that's my vocabulary for the week. Yeah, Mike asked me about that last week too, the word fang it. Um, And doughy is just a donut, which I was surprised Tom, I don't know if Tom didn't know it or if he was just playing it up because in context it made sense, at least to me, and I'm not that, I'm not a, uh automobile person I don't I don't know much about doughies or whatevs but I thought it was funny until she did it and then she was just driving slowly in a circle yeah it was underwhelming um but again good bounce he said uh your parents probably did one on the way home from the hospital some kind of weird burn and uh little Tom kept on about driving carefully and she just had to take it so I did like that she was in the in the first image of her in the car though. It does look like she's gonna do one. Like she's going, yeah, and then you you're like, oh, it's going quick. And then they zoom out and you get that effect of, oh my god, it's pathetically <laughs> slow. <laughs> At one oh point it was like we're driving in a straight line. I went, cool. Yep, she didn't nail it. <laughs> she's not gonna do it again. So I suppose in one way, she's also done the right thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and she ended up with five points for it. So oh, gosh. Yeah. He seems to promise to be given that, but fair enough. Yeah, I suppose when you're looking at the others, I think that's where the problem comes in. So yeah. Jimmy, ha- like Jimmy's energy, by the way, so when he starts his task, he runs for that bloody envelope like I've never seen anyone light up in my life. Like he just ran yeah. for it with joy, pure joy. And then he moved yeah. the caravan multiple times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so hilarious. And it was that kind of um, potato throw reveal just yeah. never gets old. It's instantly a classic. Yeah. They even had a bit worked out between the Toms, didn't they? Oh, yeah, it's really good that he never did it again, except yep. she just checked the footage one more time. Then you go, oh, here we go. Yeah. Beautiful. As soon as oh, anyone's oh. too nice, you go, there's more coming. <laughs> Oh dear, here it comes. But I thought um, Jimmy could have argued it. He could have said, this is all one instance of towing the caravan. You know, if you yeah. were to cycle, I don't know, you have to put your feet down lots of times. You know, it's a continuous process. He didn't try and fight it at all, which is a bit sad. Yeah, I think he would have lost though, because with the example you've used with cycling, you're still on the bike in one motion. If you'd yeah. gotten off the bike and back on, you've then done it twice, which he did let go of the caravan, walk away, come back five yeah. times. And it was what he said as well. He said, oh, shall I do it again? Did you say it? Look, I'm going to do it again. So he just, he ruined it for himself. Yep. Wonderful. Oh, my God. It was so good. I mean, I was I was slightly impressed by what he was doing anyway, but then he got disqualified, so it didn't matter. It was more fun to disqualify him. Oh, 100. And his disqualification meant that Nina ended up with two points for her uh, her sad Rube <laughs> machine. So she was thrilled. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, nice. I like that he did the marking correctly. He needn't have given two points, but he, you know, it, it is technically correct. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. And then we had Luke, who I, I'm saving Luke to last because I think this was underscored. Luke decided first that he would jump into the lake holding hands with Tom, but he got really worried about his butthole, which I understand. Then he decided to kiss Tom and then draw each other. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, as you do. I I loved it. I loved the whole thing. It all made sense to me. <laughs> but he yeah. only got three points. Oh, shame. Well, I think it's game-changing. I I enjoyed it. Um, I think they shot it very delicately. You know, they zoomed away at mm-hmm. the crucial moment. It wasn't graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was consent positive. Luke mm-hmm. kept checking it was all right with Tom. Very good message. Yep. You know, healthy. Um, Tom was funny about it, saying if you give him five points, that means kissing me is incredible, which was funny. Another really um, awkward uh, little bit of banter from him, actually, because I went, oh, God, yeah. he's saying it awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. So good obedience and compliance for an assistant, I think. Um, he chose to be dipped rather than have to dip Luke. So, again, it's that sort of just do what you like. Um, wonderful stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I, I totally get the whole, there's a lot of butthole butt stuff coming in this episode, actually, with the butt mask. Then we've got Luke's yeah. butthole problem. Well, not problems. Sorry, I shouldn't say he's got butthole problems. Luke's butthole <laughs> worries. Which understandable. If I had to have Googled anything in my life, I would not do it either. <laughs> mm. Anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that lake we know is dubious, don't we? So I can understand his reservation. I mean, someone's jumping in that lake at some point, aren't they? Well, it's, it's going to happen. It's a bowler lake, remember? <laughs> so you've got no. No, I wouldn't recommend it either. But it, it's just it's it's there waiting to happen. As is that chess set. Every time they go down there, I'm looking at that large chess set and thinking, is it going to be now? I can't believe it's such a smoking gun that they're not going to do anything with it. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, in New Zealand's Taskmaster, they've been in the lake and they did not like it. I would not be trying to jump in. I would have chickened out is what I'm saying. I wouldn't have jumped in the lake and I would have kissed Tom instead. (laughs) I mean, always, yeah. But um, (laughs) I like the way he sort of shiftily went... Uh, should we just make out instead? As if that yeah. was a normal decision? Yeah. Perfectly normal. I mean, it's becoming perfectly normal for everyone to do that on Taskmaster. So we just, <laughs> maybe he's seen it before. Um, and, yeah, I, I loved it. I love how, how awkward Luke is, but he's also he's also very confident in a way that I, I, can't, I have trouble explaining. But also he does have OCD as well. And so his fears about his butt makes sense to me as someone with OCD. So <laughs> I totally get that. It's it's reasonable. I do think the whole butt theme is partly coming from him. It, it's definitely a lot to do with him. And it also led to the next task where Danielle ends up like she got sunk in the lake and then she says, my asshole's in heaps of trouble. <laughs> I think that's one of the best lines I've heard in Taskmaster. I, I, you just know it's one of those lines you're going to say at a random point in the, in the rest of your life. It's it gone on some level. Yeah. The way she said it as well, she totally deadpanned it. Oh, absolutely. It just it made perfect sense in that moment. And, yeah. I mean, I know I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'll give out the scores so we can go there. But, yeah, I thought Luke was underrated. He got three points. Nina two, Danielle four, and Julia five. But I would have swapped Julia and Luke, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Luke, although maybe he was penalised because he didn't do what he decided, which was to jump in the lake. I think he made up for it. There was a certain delicate panache about what he did do in the end. Yeah, I don't think he will ever kiss Tom again, but maybe he will. I don't know. I think the weird thing was the drawing thing afterwards. (laughs) It was weird. Little date, wasn't it? It was. It's like he went, we could have just kissed, but then he got, he was like, actually, I think we should, like, let's just make things normal now and let's paint each other. <laughs> he hosted a, a, he hosted a docu, like a docu-series type thing in here in Australia called Lukewarm Sex, where he goes and does this docu-series about, like, 
how to better have sex and how to like learn how to embrace his sexuality and stuff because he was so nervous about it. And he was like, I've really struggled with this my whole life. So now I'm doing a document on a documentary on it. And I watched it and I thought it was so fantastic. But he's you can really see his personality in that and the apprehension he feels in so many things. And so when he did kiss Tom, I actually was like, oh, yay. Like, I, I know he's married and stuff, but I was also like, oh, that's so nice that he was able to embrace all of that stuff that he literally did a document, uh, documentary, what, what was that, docuseries about like five years ago or something. I cannot imagine it, but um, uh, it sounds very interesting. And if I can dig it up, I will. Yep, do that. I mean, it's not like, it's not meant to be hilarious or anything. It's a proper like docuseries about it, but it was also funny. So task three was deliver this pizza to Tom. The fewest step wins. Your time starts now. All I could think about during this was uh, Rob Beckett being sick over the fence when he was trying to get to the microwave with Alex. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was so clever the way they've like thrown a load of tasks in a bag and shaken them up and they've come out with some blend. It's, there's the fewest steps going around a racetrack, like mm-hmm. you say. There's the get stuff across the river with Richard Osman and that lot. And then there's oh, yeah. like... Um, spot the difference that nobody noticed it wasn't Alex mm-hmm. with Mark Watson and everybody mm-hmm. and then also bring Alex's sandwiches with Noel Fielding and that gang where they had to hop through the bunting yeah because there was just that bit more authority with Alex there she's like bring me my dinner and Tom was like bring me where's my pizza so yeah. it's the assistant sort of you know um getting them to work for him for once so it, you know it was quite an interesting blend of at least four existing tasks yeah very correct and they had the diversion as well. So Italian Tom. Yeah. Which I thought was oh, good. I'm sure we'll get to Nina, but oh my gosh, everyone was cheering for Nina. Just for one, you just want one person to suss it out, don't you? Like <laughs> Ashling B noticed it wasn't Alex in that task, the other yes. task, you know. Yeah. The... yeah. And then, and then he stabbed her in her face. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah 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 (laughs) I have all these weird lines that I remember and then none of the good stuff um but yeah it was straight in with Jimmy he kind of him and Danielle I think both went first in what we watched and they were like straight into the boat trying to get over there (laughs) they got to the other side of the lake and went that's not Tom I mean it was set up for that there was a tricycle there was a there was a um, boat this fake Tom was on the other side of the lake. It just looked like you had to get there without taking a step, which seems easy. I did wonder if it was Tom, though, did you? Because I thought, oh, he's got, like, uh, this Italian accent going on. It didn't sound like Tom. And also I was impressed that two of the contestants speak apparently quite decent Italian. I did look up, can Australians speak Italian? And they said it was, like, the second or third most spoken language in Australia, or it had been before um, Chinese is now very popular they said so uh, it wouldn't be the case here it's not often in Britain that you meet people who speak Italian so I mean I don't think I know anyone that speaks Italian but that doesn't mean that I know that many people um yeah I thought it was great Danielle did obviously speak Italian I liked it at the end when she had a yeah. little go at the fake Tom go you started it he obviously didn't speak Italian really did he no <laughs> No, bonjour. No choice. And then they couldn't um, find one bloke who would speak Italian. No, imagine the conversation Danielle and that person could have had though. That would have been a brilliant oh, task. Well, so I would have. Yeah. Oh well. 
Well, I was going to say a difference in attitude between Danielle and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Danielle was just determined and resourceful and, you know, really everything that you want. Was Jimmy just outraged and despairing. He went, Thomas Marjorie Cashman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know if he has a middle name, but that is going to become the law of what his middle name is. That's how it is now. And then he started crying. <laughs> I would say that is the middle name now. <laughs> but they were just so funny in their approach to it. So like you said, Danielle straight in with like there's goose shit everywhere. By the way, that seems to be like a thing that happens in uh, in the UK too. <laughs> and then she zipped up the pizza in her, in her suit and then off she went. She kind of crawled and tricycled and sat on it and did what she had to do. And then Jimmy's crawling was so sad to watch. But he did find the plastic carry case to put the pizza in, which helped him a lot. Yes. I mean, yeah, he only took 50 steps, but he did look quite a bit more defeated when he got to Tom. Yeah, it did seem to take it out of him. I think the crawling. Not as much as Julia. Julia was furious. I've not seen so much swearing. I think in the whole of this series up till now, more than this task, they don't bleep it very thoroughly, do they? Even though it's pre-Watershed, they're quite happy for people to openly swear. Yeah, I think this is the first episode where I realised they are bleeping it because I think in my head I've just said the words along with them anyway. I didn't realise it was being bleeped. (laughs) Like, what an idiot. But hers was great, so she kind of realised halfway across the lake. But then went went and did it anyway. Yeah, I don't understand. To fake Tom. And then she went, this isn't the task, is it? (laughs) It was so (laughs) sad. She just gave up. She just wandered around aimlessly. She was in the car park. She was in the caravan. They weren't even taking long strides, Julia and Luke, just walking normally, just podding about. Yeah, well, Luke had the same problem. So Luke couldn't see without his glasses. So even when he goes, Tom, is that you? Can you say something? And he says, buongiorno. He's like, oh, okay. And I went, oh, he's worked it out. But then he went there anyway. It was like, oh, you're oh, not. <laughs> oh, it's quite interesting. This is when it becomes like a science lab of human psychology. When uh, someone started on something, they're going to do it, whether or not they've realised it's not what they're meant to be doing. Yeah, I think you get so caught up in just there's so much happening and they're probably thinking about the steps or the pizza, which is probably a good distraction actually. Because you're trying to go, well, I've got to get this pizza there. So then the priority becomes the pizza over what the actual task is, which is fewer things. But they're trying not to eat the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the pizza looked disgusting by the time they'd all sat on it. It was in the lake. (laughs) But they did terribly. So Julia took 961 steps and Luke took 902 steps. Uh, In comparison, we had Danielle on 48 and Jimmy on 50. So they were already a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, there's a real golf opening up there, isn't there? There is a golf opening up there, which brings us to Nina. Oh, poor oh, Nina. Nina. Yeah. I just wanted I just wanted there to be one person who solved it, and I kind of wanted it to be Nina. Um, and even Tom said, you know, what happened? But I quite liked, maybe this is a bit moralistic of me, I quite liked that she had to confront her own failure. Like when she dropped the bowling ball in the in the lake and she just walked away, she just went off happy as Larry. Yeah. She didn't have to confront that there was a problem, but it was yeah. almost a, a moment here of of um, insight or something. She sort of bent over laughing at herself. She realised, she just sees it all replayed in front of her eyes. Yeah. But she does kind of get a slice of pizza. So, uh, you know, she just about salvaged it. 
she it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. The fact that she knew like pretty much straight, she's like, Well, that's not Tom, that's a distraction. I'm gonna go to the caravan, I'm gonna go to the oh. lab. And then she gets there with few steps, she rode the bicycle, she was doing really well. And then she's just like, Oh, he's not in the house. I've I've been tricked. And Taskmaster will do that to you. You question they're questioning it all. So she's gone, I've been double bluffed. Yeah. On purpose. the full logic of they wouldn't make us go upstairs. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she was thinking because you have to normally step upstairs. Like she was imagining, no, 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 it's not gonna happen up there. It's gonna be down yeah. down with all the equipment. <laughs> She just works in mysterious ways. I think my my favourite bit might be where she's hopping along saying, you're a kangaroo, you're a kangaroo, and I'm jumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remind herself of the step. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, and as soon as she delivered that pizza to the other Tom and did her, the fake Tom and did her celebration, which but I love her celebrating herself, she <laughs> would have taken so many steps to get back to the house, and that's what ruined her school for her. Oh dear. I think she would have been third either way, so probably by then. Yeah. Even if she got 60 steps or whatever, she still have been third. So maybe she just saved herself some effort without realizing. Yeah, it's a good point. Wasn't she didn't they say that up until the I didn't make the note of this, up until the point oh, yeah. when she was at the bottom of the steps and turned around, she's actually in the lead. She was they say 37 or something like that. So if she could have got up the steps somehow, like by crawling or even if, she had, even if she'd like run up the steps a few at a time, she yeah, she could have been first or yeah. So I, I think that hurts her more. But the look of defeat on her face when she walked in and saw Tom sitting there, you're, you're 100% right. It was, it was gold. I mean, it hurt, but it was so funny. Yeah. yeah, she could see the funny side, unlike Julia, who was just not impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I think Julia, I mean, the fact that when all of them close the door, you just see that most of them are wet. <laughs> it just, I mean, <laughs> they've, all, they've all got some probably problems now from the lake being yeah, in. Yeah, their assholes are in heaps of trouble. Yeah, they've all got some real issues there. But I loved it just as you see. And Danielle talking wow. about how her boat sank and they had to pull her out. And I wish so badly we saw that. Yeah, great task this episode. I really think uh, these tasks are extremely strong. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. And that means that uh, Danielle won that one. So Danielle, five points. Jimmy, four. Nina, three. Luke, two. Julia, one. So mm-hmm. a good, another good round of scoring. A fair round yep. this one because it's all based yep. on steps, which is good. And then we had the live task. So pick a biscuit. In time with the music, dunk and undunk the biscuit in your tea and coffee when you hear the whistle. You may surrender at any time. The last fully intact biscuit wins. Your time starts now. It took me a bit to understand this because I didn't get yes. the bit at first. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'd like to think I would have been shrewd about this, but I think I blinked and missed exactly how it worked. As did Danielle. It was dunking crumbs by the end of it. Quite yeah, Danielle did miss it. I mean, the first thing, pick a biscuit and there's a cup of tea in front of you. I think they knew what they were doing. Yeah, you should have been able to think about it. Um, and there was definitely different types of biscuits. Like if you've got the flat, crumbly ones, you've got a different situation on your hands than the kind of sturdier ones. And you've got to judge your approach accordingly, haven't you? Well, yeah, Julia picked first and she picked a nice biscuit, which I thought, well, that doesn't have structural integrity. But the, yeah. only, the only, I mean, I can run through that. So she picked a nice biscuit. Jimmy picked a ginger nut. Uh, Luke picked a scotch finger. 
and iced Vovo for Nina, but Danielle's I don't think got mentioned and I couldn't really see properly, but I think it was a chocolate ripple biscuit. Please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who did watch it or was there. Right. It looked like a, some kind of chocolate biscuit. We yeah. only have some of these biscuits here. I recognise some of them, but I had to look up a scotch finger to see if it was shortbread. And oh. I was amused to see that the uh, the advertisers say, scotch finger has traditionally been considered the biscuit to have with a cuppa and is ideal to break and dunk. So <laughs> they recommend their dunking, but they didn't quite live up to hopes, did they? Well, Luke, Luke did say, though, he thinks his prodding of that biscuit made it a lot worse because it should have been the strongest. It's a real yeah. biscuit. I yeah, think she had the integrity, but I think he was just too rough with it. Yeah. I mean, he was as well. That's the, the ice vovo is a funny looking thing when I, I looked it up. I don't want to say too much about it, but especially with the name, that sort of pink and red design is quite odd. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's funny when you want to like, spoil anyone's childhood, but um, I, yeah, I better okay. not say anymore. No, now I've got images that I, I've never had before and I have eaten that biscuit through my whole life and I'm, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> but, again, the marshmallow should have helped with the integrity of that and it did. Yeah, then, right, it should be nice and sticky. Exactly. It should, it's it, a it, it, task. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was nice. Um, it's just a, like a non-difference between Australia and Britain in that we have biscuits that are not cookies and we also do have bickies, you know, the lovely old teacups and the dunking of the biscuit. I felt right at home, you know, oh, that's it's a, nice. a, a link between our culture. Yes, that's something finally that we all agree on is dunking a biscuit. Yeah, dunking a biscuit. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't done that for a long time, but I might now. I might have a cup of tea. So with the nice biscuit, it didn't last either. Julia was disqualified. Uh, Danielle was doing the whole dunking until it was a crumb, like you said. So she lost a lot earlier than what she thought she did. Oh, dear. Well, I have a thought about these kind of tasks, which is if you're in a task... I can imagine less being a contestant than being a coach of a contestant. This is one of my pieces of advice. If I had to advise somebody who was going on Taskmaster, mm -hmm. you've got a task that seems impossible, then just do the most basic level version of it, get in, do it and get out again. Because you, with that, what might be normally a one point attempt, you might get three or here, even four points. So although it's not as good for entertainment, if I had a, a flimsy bicky, I might be doing one dunk and putting that bastard down on the saucer because that's that. You're gonna you're gonna score well even though you've done a pathetic attempt. Yeah. I mean but she didn't understand that concept either because at the end she did say, oh I see, I thought you chose to surrender because you're weak. <laughs> she didn't understand that what did she think the job was just to keep, I think she thought she could keep to go going until the last whistle. Nothing left. I don't know. I don't know how it could have worked, but she clicked after the event, didn't she? Yeah, and that's because Jimmy's ginger nut lasted pretty much a long time. He'd won. Luke gave up. It was five points to Jimmy, four to Nina. The rest were disqualified. That means our winner was Jimmy overall on 19 points. Then we had Nina on 18. So close to a win from Nina. 15 for Danielle, 12 for Luke, and 10 for Julia. A very poor scoring episode for Julia that may very well lose her the, the show. It could. I'm really looking forward to the next series. I'm really excited about this one finishing. Uh, hopefully we have some news about a New Zealand one coming back again. It's all happening in Taskmaster World. It's, it's almost non-stop year round now. I think there's going to come a point when there's nothing to watch except Taskmaster and like bring it on.
<laughs> yeah. Wall to wall, continual taskmaster from all corners of the world. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I've still got so much to catch up on YouTube um, and other legal places <laughs> around <laughs> the world. But <laughs> so I've still got heaps to go, uh, which makes me so happy because I like, and, and but I just rewatch the UK one constantly. So even with yeah. all the new ones and even with the Australian one, I'll watch it a couple of times for this. And then I'm like, okay, back to series 12 now. Like, Yeah. I feel like I need to watch the recent ones more because I watched one to nine so much and then 10 came out and I watched that a lot. But then since then, having discovered the New Zealand one as well and still want to watch the old ones, like you say, I don't feel I'm quite as au fait with the recent ones as I could be. No, yeah, I've got a, I've got a real problem. I watch them and then I rewatch them all almost the same. So if, say, let's say episode four comes out, I'll watch episode four, then I'll go back to one, two, three, four. And then I'll do that for like a week until episode five comes out. I've got, I literally have so many problems. <laughs> it's it's totally, like, totally normal behaviour. Is it? Okay, good. Yes. That's what I needed yes. to hear. It's totally You're normal. You're friends here. Well, it has been lovely to chat with you, Bethany. Thank you for joining me. Uh, hopefully we can chat again sometime soon. Thank you for having me, Casey, and for putting up with all the Pommy enthusiasm. That is the end of this episode of Taskmaster Down Under the Podcast. Thank you to Bethany for joining me. Thank you, everyone. We've only got three more episodes to go of Taskmaster Australia. But like I said, Taskmaster Series 15 for the UK comes very soon. And I've never been more excited, genuinely. I'm just so obsessed with Taskmaster these days. Um, and I've, I've never got anything else on my mind. Uh... No, just Taskmaster. Oh, and the fact that I did this whole podcast in my pyjamas and pretty much in bed. So that was a first. It's so unprofessional, guys. There is not one ounce of professionality in me. I don't even say words right. Can you imagine the passive-aggressive sassiness I'd get from Alex Horn with my pronunciations? Be appalling. And to think I picked on Greg for how he says says. Greg says. Remember that, guys? No? Okay. All right. Well, uh, join me next week when we look at episode eight. In the meantime, I've tried to find out what the biscuit that Danielle was dunking is. I'll put it up on my Twitter if I find out. So at TMDU podcast, that is my Twitter. Please give us a follow. You can say hi each week. Let me know your thoughts and opinions. Um, But we'll leave it here. I really appreciate you all and I hope you have a wonderful morning, night, afternoon, day, life, wherever you are. Bye.